Hello guys, welcome to Divine and Conquer's Reroll Podcast, uh, Hello. where we're going to talk about nerdy stuff, as we do per use. Um, it's our lifeblood, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's our it's our lifeblood to uh, to discuss nerdy things and and do the nerdy things. Uh, so yeah, well, uh, uh, welcome to this fine Monday. As uh, our topic of conversation is uh, what got us into uh, tabletop RPGs or role playing games in general. But uh, we're gonna well, at least the questions that I have submitted to us in our little private chat is uh, gears more towards uh, the tabletop experience because uh, I know there's other RPGs that people do that that they do and uh yeah, yeah. so yeah. um uh to go real quick uh uh here on chat for tonight we have uh Legis, which would be my voice uh we have uh jeremiah that's me oh no nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, that's right up, right up uh we have a vic hey and we have a dicky greetings and salutations so um <laughs> Before, as per usual, before we get into the topic for tonight, um, since we have a whole bunch of people here, well, we also have from Horde of the Dragon Queen, uh, do we have any questions or any topics that we want to discuss about the previous two weeks of gaming? Hmm. I, uh, I, I really I can, don't. I can come up with a couple, but uh, uh, yeah. Um, you can. <laughs> I, uh, sure, let's... let's uh, Let's uh, gear towards uh, towards uh, I guess horde. Um, <laughs> hey, yo, do you think that uh, our characters are well equipped to fight a adult white dragon and a couple of cloud giants, or are we all just gonna die? You, you probably forgot that you have an actual bird with a samurai sword going to the clouds. Yes, you do. So... <laughs> yeah, you're pretty balanced. Okay. You have bird or I. Apologize. We have a bird or I. We're balanced. Okay. No white so, dragon can tame us. I'm going to just... I, like, like, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to just say that uh, a little peek behind the DM screen, if you will. Um, okay. Uh, so, basically for the uh for horde of the dragon queen the encounters that i have set up for you essentially are already kind of balanced for a level like for for um the essentially the level that you guys are right now so it should be balanced for that but i should also like take some like creativity precaution creativity if you will to uh depending on what kind of experience that everybody's looking for or you know yeah, if for I sure. Maybe there's like, you need to, like, you need you know, to take. When you have a, yes. You also need to take account that burger right um, ratio on rolling that twenty. Oh my God, his ratio of rolling crits is disgusting. Jeremiah, I, I don't, I don't, I need don't you understand to, it. Yeah, you, you, you. <laughs> like, okay, we have two clerics, we have a druid, we have like eight panthers, we have a polar bear, we have <laughs> uh, a son. Yes, <laughs> our uh, the panther ratio yeah, in our uh, campaign is pretty high. You have a high level uh, eldritch knight with anxiety. Like, you guys are like, I don't know if that's gonna aid us though. It, he hardly aids. It's okay. He's he's just there for story. I mean, uh, he's a he's a strong boy. <laughs> he's a, he's a oh very strong boy. Man, like once we're done with this, I'm gonna show you his stats. You're gonna be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, if I can guess, 
if I can, let's <laughs> let's see if I can guess. Yeah. I I think he has like um plus four to strength, plus Possibly. three con. We'll say plus three dex as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that he has high charisma, but I want to say he has a. Th- 13 to 15 and then the other stats are pretty much no he's an eldritch knight so he has a plus three intelligence as well to be well, honest me, with you i don't look at his sheet real quick. just because of family just because of his dad the other one anyway uh i don't think he has plus three. <laughs> you don't think he has what well like because of his family i don't yeah. think he has plus three decks <laughs> Oh, You're I mean, close. Yeah, you, <laughs> you are right, Jeremiah. His his father, uh, uh, God bless that man's legs that don't work ever. <laughs> yeah, You're, yeah, I'd say you're close-ish. Right. You definitely have the decks down for sure. Okay, I, I mean, Jeremiah totally has a plus three on his decks. <laughs> Totally. Totally, yeah, sure. Yeah. Totally does. That's you you really nailed that one. Uh maybe it's a minus three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This depends on which daddy takes after, I guess. <laughs> he's I I say he's kind of kind of rounded in the middle. Alright. That's cool. I like the that uh description. Um, then yeah. let's just say it's a zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, cool, cool. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to go into a cloud giant territory. Uh, I I really am excited to to see how this branches into the second book. That's, Dude, that's a... I'm so I am so excited for Rise of Tiamat because I and when I initially started this campaign with like as a ca- with a casual group, we mm-hmm. only got as far as like the like bar- we barely got to the first episode of, of Rise of Tiamat, and I was like so excited, like I had so much stuff planned for it. Oh, really? It's, cool. It gets really, really meaty. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how we're going to face off against the highest to hit creature if you can call it that it's a god in the entire like book tiamat has the most attacks out of all creatures hey man we have a bird with a sword <laughs> yes <laughs> that is okay cool yeah <laughs> I, I keep forgetting we have we have bird right that, that balances reads, everything and if jeremiah reads the notes on his sword he knows yes yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> with with burger ice ratio, I am so excited. I'm excited. I know. For I'm that. like, I'm like, I'm, I'm over here, like, holy shit, what have I done? With like, how much, how often you hit nat twenties as burger ice? It's disgusting. It's, yeah, it's crazy. So crazy. <laughs> like, um, what have I done? My other characters don't do that. Like, why can't burger no. just share some other? No, murder is not allowed. You know, murder is. <laughs> you share. Bur- by other Bird characters Ride. too. Bird <laughs> was just born with a crit. I feel <laughs> just popped out of his egg on a on a natural crit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's oh, trying man. to well, like, he's trying to hit the shell. Uh, roll, uh, roll, roll that d twenty, that twenty. 
Just like, yeah, you just busted out. out that bird and you started <laughs> flying. out of the egg like a missile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I really, I am so excited and like, I cannot wait. That's the, I'm. I, I'm very, I'm very excited. Then, and with, with the, uh, kind of like with the direction that the story is going, that, that you are all leaving for me. Um, I have some fun things planned for everybody in Rise of Tiamat. Have plans, I say, Yay. as I see my fingers. <laughs> awesome. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, do-do-do-do-do. Uh, so, uh, for for uh, our um, our Sacred World game. Yeah. Uh, that last fight. That I, uh, was a lot quicker than I expected. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Uh, that was a couple of crits of really high-level attacks that uh, were aimed at one person. Um, uh, Brom killing the uh, the statue really helped you guys out a lot because as soon as that uh, that uh, animated statue of himself was going to flank, mm -hmm. like that would have been. Oh yeah, that would have been. The Thing. Brom yeah. said, "Let me show you the superior construct." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Get Ariel, that thing out of here. <laughs> Ariel's like bombardment attack was pretty Dude. well timed. Every uh, time Death Strike happens, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, he, he he timed his attack very carefully and well. Um, the thing is, when Ariel hit, uh, uh, that was like over ninety points of damage. That was. God. I mean that's a lot of damage, but that's also how much damage <laughs> it took to bring it down. So like that was a yeah. really calculated. Like it's just below bloody to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, if he was a little bit lower, he would have just drank his potion or or healed himself, and the fight would have been longer. It was just that well placed mid range fight with that really high attack. That was that was the key. That was that was good, um, and. Uh, when I was looking at his stats, like maybe I should put like a uh, a blade barrier instead of a flame barrier, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I I think the the roll versus the like static effect might have been a little bit more damaging, but I mean, yeah, uh, it uh, I it, it was a. A good, a, it was a good fight. I did not anticipate the two deaths that we had. Arbol got critted on, and he just he could that not bounce so back. Sad. Why and, can't we keep rogues in the Underdark, man? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and in addition, Laz, uh, because our 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 uh, our little house rule, if as long as it takes within one round, so like before the start of the NPC's turn, you can't do things like revivify. But because yeah. a silence spell was still placed there, she couldn't. Yeah, uh, that was that was bad. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's just the roll of the dice and where the spells were laid and casted. It's just yep, yep. Those those spells really took a lot into effect of how the game was going to mechanically play out. And uh, that uh, that is what it is. 
Who needs magic systems? Uh, other people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, magic's what? pretty cool. I like magic. Well, it's just like magic's for cowards. <laughs> uh, sure. And he slings yeah. his two whole spells. Um, and uh, when um, he he because he, I mean the the. It's pretty obvious that uh that you guys were making a lot of noise and people were going in and out of the tower and the tower was actively defending. So there's there's, I don't think it's a leap of assumption to to say that the that at least the uh, the fire giant knew something was up inside his own tower. Uh, so casting uh, death ward on himself at the beginning of the day uh, was uh, an I have not seen Colton be so mad in a game. <laughs> just his yeah. face is like, excuse me? What did you just say? Yeah, yeah he's back. <laughs> he's back you. at this much HP. Which that wasn't a lot. How oh, yeah. dare you? Yeah, uh, which wasn't... Uh, he was like at 48 or something like that, which like, you know, you guys took him out in two rounds. Uh, yeah. Because his initial... It was... 1v7, like, of course, you guys are going to finish him off. And uh, the well-placed effect, the uh, specifically how Orc Death killed him or did the last attack triggered something, which is like, oh my, because it has to be specific to the lore. I'm like, that was great. And I am excited to see what's going to happen next because uh, Orc Death's axe leveled up <laughs> as... You can say, yeah, it did level up. Yeah, so um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm pretty excited. I am much yeah, excited. Very exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> so, 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 so. Um, if uh, we have no uh, further uh, questions about specifically our game, and just want to leave it as that, catch up on and what uh. In like four yeah. days, <laughs> see what happens next. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, the uh, topic of conversation for today. I'm gonna move this over here so it's easier for me to read. I don't have to like twist my head. Uh, so the comp the topic of conversation is that got us into role playing games specifically. Uh, so let's open up that question. So uh, what got you guys into RPGs? You know, um. Mhm. 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 I, I would say uh, it's it's certainly in the family. Uh, <laughs> familial influence might have happened somewhere. I kind of feel like that's both of you guys. You and uh, Jeremiah, right? Yeah. What? Yeah, actually, uh, I got mine from within as well, if you will, <laughs> yes. uh, from the family, basically. <laughs> the yeah, family. Because uh, I believe Dicky. Got you into the game, Vic, and then Jeremiah, your mom got you into the game, or is that? Um, it's not that my mom got me into playing the indie. It's it's more of um, I saw her playing, but I wasn't really interested in it until I saw some friends playing it. Basically, so I was like, "Hey, my mom played that. Let me kind of try that." Like, what did your mom play? Like the like with her friends or like? Yeah, she was she was playing with her friends, but that was when she was in high school. I like I just saw her like her minis, you know, and stuff like that. I didn't really see her play. What, what she, what she really taught me was magic. 
Magic the Gathering. That's a that's a yes, good game. That's too. the one that that's the one that I got from her really. Right. He, but at the same time, it's just we're just family. Y'all still gotta get Jeremiah's mom to to play magic with y'all. <laughs> we should. I'm. I mean, I'm down for that. Uh, you know, when, you all. when uh, when uh, after the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, we'll we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll 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 have a, a guest night of a Jeremiah and his mom and watch her like freaking schoolless and be like, Here's back my, in my day, back in my day, dark ritual was this. Oh no! <laughs> Please, ma'am, no. Have mercy on us. Um. Uh, Dickie, what got you into uh, 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 not necessarily just like D and D, but like role playing in general, like what uh, role playing games? I know that he was transitioning from uh, phone to laptop, so we'll... yeah. oh, we might need to give him a little bit of time uh, for that transition. Uh, well, uh, uh, while we wait, can you uh, hear me? Hello, yes. hello, oh, there hello. Is. Yeah, there hello. We go. hello. We hear you. Hello. hello. Yeah. Didn't know the earphones had a mute button on there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's annoying. Yeah, yeah, I um, you know, it was during the seventies, and this was the time when I was playing basketball professionally, and then I was going to school, played college basketball, then I got out of college basketball and joined a fraternity, and I was just kind of saving my basketball for the summers, but. During the school year, I was still basically a jock because I was in the intramurals. I was in just into sports. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of our fraternity brothers were playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I was just kind of like, "Well, I don't understand that, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to deal with it." Mm-hmm. So I kind of kept it at arm's length, and I didn't really get involved in it until probably about, I'd say maybe about two or three years later, um, I got an apartment, my roommate. Uh, played D&D with my brother, who was a game master, and they decided they were going to play in our apartment, and I didn't have nothing to do, so they rolled me up the character, and and I got into playing it, and uh, I was blown away, just uh, because it was something that I needed at that time. It was a challenge. I was needing a challenge, and it was basically a challenge that was challenging my my insight, my my instinct, my my <laughs> thoughts, just basically... You know, what's I guess uh, if you put it in a way that you know we're all basically come from cavemen per se, and we used to live in those times. You know, our ancestors and stuff like that. And there's still some primordial things inside us that was inside them that sometimes we need to satisfy. And I believe this is what was the satisfaction that I was needing because once I got into it, I said, "This is so cool. I, I like this. This is something that you know I can." think on my feet it's challenging it's uh it was different so uh i fell for it at that point so after that then i got to be more of a game master but i wouldn't touch dungeons and dragons because it was too much information for me to absorb and stuff like that so i kind of picked up other games mm-hmm. and got everybody started playing on that gotcha well that's cool what was uh your uh your first rpg do you remember I do. Um, he's a halfling thief named Coppolis. No, I take that back. It wasn't him. He was the second one. Um, it was a guy that was a human fighter. Okay. I'll never forget his name. It was Coctus Erectus. 
He was uh, a fighter, and he also was uh, seducing the queen. So he was kind of the queen's little toy on the side. The king found out about it, and so uh, he kind of sent somebody along to kind of take care of him. And eventually, he was killed in the back, being slashed in the back. And a friend in the group took his body, resurrected him, and he changed his name to Zubar, the Knight of Luna, and changed his appearance and everything. Okay. So he went back to the same kingdom he was working for, but as a different identity. Gotcha. So. (laughs) Enjoy the name, for sure. Yep. Uh, Long live um, Doctor <laughs> Uh I uh, I got into D and D just uh, essentially because of the Lord of the Rings movies. I was always into art, uh, just drawings. Essentially, was like I when I first discovered the internet, the only thing I would do was make folders of like animes that I liked with cartoons. Just like, oh, here's my Goku folder of all these like people that draw Goku and. Um, I'm so and, like, glad we did the same thing. Oh, really? That's weird. Um, <laughs> and, and so when uh, uh, I it, it like that led into like just different Google searches and different artists and like looking up artists like what they all what other things they drew uh, before I really knew what like a, a, um, a deviant art was, etc. And then uh, my friend, because uh, I was really into metal, uh, metal and punk, and so like th- especially when you're moving a lot. Uh, and moving into like the woodlands, a very high class and more proper way of uh, affluent. Yeah, right. Uh, and so like there wasn't any metalheads, and like it took me two years before I had like a real friend, and uh, and it's because he was a long-haired hippie kid who liked listening to bands that I like listening to, and like so we we bonded over that. And one day he brought a player's handbook. I'm like. What's that? The art is really cool. He's like, oh, it's D and D, and he explained it like, like Lord of the Rings. And he's like, yeah, kind of. That's that's, but it's all in your head. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And so he let me uh, borrow the player's handbook, and I read that thing front and back, and I was like, I don't know what I just read, but it sounds cool. And then like we went out and got my first set of dice, got my first mini. And uh, the only reason why I got my minis because I had two daggers, and I just wanted my character to have two daggers. I knew nothing about the person, and uh, and I just looked at the halfling like, oh, I'll be that. I'll be Lita. I think was like the the uh, the character that was drawn, like the halfling rogue. And uh, and then the more I read on rogues, like I don't want to be that. I want to be sillier. And Ooh. so uh, it, the only reason why is because the original 3.5 player's handbook there is a uh character traits uh thing and uh we were very before backgrounds uh were a, a thing we're like some the rule of the table was sometimes you're born with things that you don't decide like you uh, might just be a whistler thing. or you might you might have been born with the missing finger uh or different things like this will help you identify what your character would be and i got fat <laughs> and I just I I and was like a fat halfling doesn't sound fun, but a fat gnome sounds fun. So thus <laughs> created Doombi, the <laughs> the uh, the overweight chubby, really tight leathered gnome, 
who uh, weighed only forty pounds, but he was a he was a right. thick boy for uh for for his gnomish kin, and uh like when we played D and D, the first session uh, was a uh, very uh, stereotypical. You either started in jail cell or we started in a tavern, right? So we started yep. in jail. No equipment, no armor, nothing. And uh, it was, um, for whatever reason, it was just, you're in jail. Like, I didn't even know what a backstory was. I didn't have a backstory. I just knew I was a thief. And I was really quick with my daggers. That's it. And I don't think really anybody else had backstories because they, uh, they, they recycled characters a lot. Like uh, our friend Greg, he was going to be the human wizard. That's what he is. Or he's going to be a, a, a gnome bar. Those are the only two races. Our friend AJ, he's a dwarven cleric. That's it. The other person, uh, because I took his class as rogue, I think he was a fighter, because he was always a rogue. And so I was brought into a group, and now I'm always a rogue. Uh, so like I was just like, well, what's happening? This is kind of boring. Until the DM describes how I uh, found a couple of bones, and with those bones, used them as makeshift thief tools and broke in. Uh, and I broke out of my cell, and I was like what i did that <laughs> whoa you know back in, in those uh younger days in the theater of the mind exactly and it was like i've never knew i could have the pictures in my head like that was addicting <laughs> um so as the that... vapors grew thicker and thicker around the table <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> so uh, and, uh that that's what got me hooked, and I was like, "Cool," and uh, I got stuck as the dungeon master because uh, uh, work got too much, and I just like I couldn't make it to the game, so like I had to quit. Yeah. And then, uh, but I really wanted to play D and D, so I'm like, "I'll play it, but it has to be at my terms, my time, my location." And then when I, pretty much the same group of friends are like, "Okay, cool." And uh, then we had like every Friday and every Saturday we all alternate DMs, and uh, that's how it was for the longest time. Back in the days where there were seven-hour games and one-hour lunch break, and oh, uh, people would spend the night every Friday. That was like the thing to do because I was off Fridays. It was it was pretty cool. Um, so awesome. I believe Jeremiah, your first character was Carabao, right? Or is that incorrect? Oh. What? Well, <laughs> yes. No. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, bringing it back, basically, uh, Karaba was my first character. The one that I brought into Divine and Conquer is just basically a refresher, because I haven't really played Dungeons and Dragons. When I got to the U.S., basically, I, I was fresh out of high school. Then I went to the from the Philippines to the U.S. and I don't know no one. So. I don't have any party members. I don't have friends. It was basically like a new world for me. So, yeah, Caraba was a character that I was playing back in high school. Then that was actually the very first one and the one that I really liked. That's why I brought it back to Divine and Conquer and brought it tired apparently. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, Caraba is. I've I've always liked. I just always liked being that guy that just tells everything uh even even when i do play even even when i play uh rpg video game yeah. i play video games that's how i create my character 
That's so when funny. when there's where's when there's an option to create a character based Skyrim or um, Dragon Age, I was playing that character Felthy and Jeremiah, with a bow and I, arrow. Jeremiah, <laughs> I think we were meant to be bros because you are like like Skyrim and like other video games. You you would always pick the stealth rogue option every time I'd play a video game. I would look for the character that hits the hardest and click that one <laughs> also, also uh it's gonna transition to that question I uh, always play the tank is uh, <laughs> um it was like uh vic what was your first character before i asked that oh, oh man uh my first character um so i didn't actually play dungeons and dragons until like in the days of 3.5 uh, i was in college because like it, I feel like Dungeons and Dragons was something I always kind of wanted to play, but I never had friends. Yeah, and I was always afraid to ask people to do anything with me, and also because I was never allowed to go outside. Um, <laughs> it happens. So, so you know, it's it's one of those such situations. So, essentially, I didn't play it until community college when I was sitting down uh, in between classes, and I just saw uh, some people that I happened to like know, like they. I like I went to high school with them and they were just hanging around the area and like I saw them like pulling out like dice and like paper and I'm like what, what are you guys doing and they're like oh we're gonna play Dungeons and Dragons you want to play and I'm like yes and so our so we basically did like I guess you can call them speed runs because it would always be like in between our classes so it'd be like if we had like an hour lunch we would sit down we would like play a quick little game and then we would just like pick up and go to class and then come back for our next break um and so I ended up, I, I didn't know what I was doing at that point. Like, I was aware of, like, all the tabletop stuff. I would always hang out with uh, with my dad whenever, um, like, I think, like, one of my clearest memories uh, is whenever we would take my brother to, like, swim practice or something or somewhere. I think, I remember it being at a pool. And he pulled out this file box and it had, like, all of these, like, character sheets. And I just, like, grabbed one and I just started drawing on it. And I was like, I'm going to make a character in this little window here. And... <laughs> Uh, and that was like my experience playing with like an old school character sheet and then they handed me this new one and I was like I have no idea what I'm doing so I just wrote my name on top of it and so I was just playing myself and I just happened to have a sword Okay. and I was cool <laughs> and, what, and what she was talking about was that yeah. that was the D&D that I was running for my students in the morning mm-hmm. so basically after school that's when I get everything all set up and update it and then you prepare it for the next day yep Nice. Yeah, so that's, so it's basically your, your first character, Vic with a sword. Yeah, Vic with a sword. <laughs> that was exactly what it was. Um, yeah, that's that's who they were. Um, it was just me with the sword, and I remember we had a session where we were uh, going through uh, a canyon. It was me. I was I played a fighter because that was like the easiest thing for me to read really quickly and understand. Yeah. So otherwise, I have to sit down with the book for several hours and be like, I don't understand what's happening. Um, <laughs> But we were in a canyon. We were uh, riding our cart through. I was the fighter. We had a wizard cleric. I think that was it. Uh, that was all we had. And <laughs> hey, then, like wizards we, and clerics uh, are a pretty uh, deadly force. Our wizard was drunk twenty four seven. Like that was apparently a wizard cleric was found on the web. Thank you, uh, phone. Don't listen to my conversation, nice. please. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So that that was his character flaw. He was like always drunk. Um, and our cleric was like really obsessed with cats like he loved cats um, and so we were traveling through and then a gargoyle just like flies down to attack us and, and you know 
the the for I think my my sword wasn't magical. I remember that. So every time I'd hit it, it would just not hit as hard. But then I managed to like I think crit on it like right at the end, and then that's when I when the DM described like this really cool thing where I like jumped on its back and I like used my sword and like with the leverage of it like holding the blade under its neck i like decapitated it and i was like oh, shit that's so cool <laughs> that's really cool. i want more <laughs> awesome yeah so that that was my official first experience with D and then for the longest time like the, that group kind of pittered out and they went their separate directions and I, I kind of wanted to scratch that itch and like I didn't know how, so I just I joined theater and I was like theater will help because that's role playing, right? Theater. I can make friends that way. Theater. Yeah. Like and, and like I it's it's like my life kind of aligned in a way that it would fit for D and D because like I would always be drawing art and characters and I was always coming up with stories in my head. Yeah. But I didn't have any so they were just my stories that I was like just constantly writing. And from there um, I started hanging out with people and then I, I discovered RPG forums and I started doing like role playing stuff online and uh, with casual friends and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then, I, and then theater happened and, and it kind of like, and then there was like a period for the longest time where I wanted to play D and D very badly, but I didn't have any friends. And I was like, I want to play a game. I have these books. I tried to get my sister to sit and play it with her friends and that didn't last very long. <laughs> that was actually when I got Tabitha introduced into uh, Dungeons and Dragons because I was like, I want to, I want to dungeon master a game, but nobody wants to sit down for it. Will you please play with me? Oh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so she's like, okay, how do I do this? And then I like showed her how to roll a character, and that's when she made her first character, which was actually a warlock, a tiefling warlock. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Her name was Priasal, and she was like a blood mage, essentially. Like She was like doing like the blood curse magic and all that cool stuff. Nice, nice. And, she uh, sucked at what she did. I, I mean, it was funny, because like, you were drawing up your character, and, uh, you, and, and you're like, what is like the most metal, most darkest class <laughs> I could have? And I was like, that one. She's like, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm glad that... You need a uh, warlock. You know? Like, and yep. then it becomes full fun. I know, I feel, I'm like, you know, I should say something, but I just feel like it came full circle for you. Yeah, like, uh, look at, oh, I mean, all right, yeah. Like, your first, your first tiefling. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that your first tiefling was like, like the super dark, like, edgy kind of like Blood Mage Warlock. And then now you have Cole, who's a whole 12 year old with a book, and he's a nerd, and that's adorable. (laughs) That's adorable. This is very adorable. Uh, would you guys say that uh, you're uh, so uh, it? I mean, you guys. I'm same here. Uh, uh, in RPGs, yeah, yeah. I tend to like pick something related to like video games or whatever closer to pretty much Doomby. I'm going to be a small, small in stature, quick, kind of goofy looking. If I can, individual, and if I can't have two daggers, I'll have two daggers. I that's that's my go-to thing. Um, do you guys think that uh, you tend to play those characters in like RPGs as well? Um, like I have to. For me, I always want to. Like, bro, I was so like inches away from being a rogue in your campaign, but I I had to say no. That's why I'm very glad that when Tabitha did her one shot, I was like, oh, I can be a small thief. Yay! Because uh, tiniest thief. I was the tiniest little thief uh, with the squarest of jaws. Uh, that's <laughs> usually what I want to play. Thank you. 
but I have to try to tell myself, no, be something different. And I've noticed lately, uh, that's why, and even with Fox, is like, I, uh, I'm a broody animal lover. I'm a barbarian who likes to wrestle with the bears and hang out with the birds. Uh, I mean, in all sense purposes, like I think if you just plucked Fox out of his druid and just threw him in as a barbarian, he you would not notice a difference other than the shape shifting. Yeah, I like I, I remember that conversation happening at one point, and I was like, "You can like that." That seems totally fitting. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I, I think this interpretation of Fox is like, no, he's, he misses his old friends. Summoning them faster and stronger will probably be a, a more suiting thing for him than, than not. That was the mentality anyway. Right, uh, okay. But yeah, um, all right. Uh, so like, uh, go branching off that, I, I've also noticed that with some, you know, with, with like... Uh, other like like critical role like those streamers that Travis will play the big strong man like Grog and and uh, half work like they're if it's not big in any sense <laughs> that's just because he rolled bad but he it, it, know, it was a a a stereotypically strong individual yeah, yeah, yeah. um even though, like Sam says that he doesn't want to be the center of attention, kind of like his bard was when he made a rogue, he's still the comedic relief. He's going to be a comedic relief. Like, uh, um, what's his, uh, uh, Liam, uh, even though his rogue and his wizard are completely different in almost every sense of the way, he roleplays both of them as, I'm going to step away from the group. Am I even worthy enough to be part of this group? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so like I think that that uh, that those things kind of s- come out like no matter what we're playing, uh, they they stand out unless you're intentionally trying not to be that person, like you're intentionally like going for a specific. They're like, oh, I want to, I I I'm never the center of attention, and I want to be the center of attention. I want to talk more, uh, like like you're forcing a, a different character, uh, which isn't good or nor bad. Is just it is what it is. Uh, we tend to, I think, gravitate to our strengths, even if we intentionally say we're not like Sam did or whatnot. We we kind of me personally, I feel like me personally, I feel like it's we have our own stories that we're trying to tell, and so we just whenever we're making a character, we kind of tend to be reflecting our own self into that character. Yeah, um, I agree. like depending I on what side of yourself. Yes, Dad. I, I, I kind of disagree with that. I think. When we're writing the story of the character, we're pretty much letting the dice and, and the situations play it out. Mm-hmm. We pretty much go in the direction of the way the game is going to kind of decide what our character is going to be like. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's a way to do it. I like. I know uh, Like, it's uh, mostly speaking from my own experience in the sense of whenever I'm creating a character, it's like you put you put a little bit of something into that character to kind of bring it to life, and then they'll just kind of like take it and run whichever direction. Yep. Like 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 you taking your own experiences putting it into a little like into a little character and then they just run off and they eventually grow into their own which i always think is an absolutely fascinating thing like i'll be sitting there writing up uh stuff for a story like uh for example i'll be writing for the alistair comic (laughs) and i'll be sitting there and i'm like west what do you want to do and i'm like i'm trying to like get him to go a certain direction west like no i want to do this and i'm like okay west 
go do that. <laughs> Let's see where that takes you. There is that moment in in I think all of us in no matter what game we're we're playing, as long as it's mm-hmm. a role playing game, that where we say, "I want to do this," but well, the, my character wants to do the that. Character, will they do that? Yeah. And then the dice will tell you, "Well, you did or you didn't do it." Exactly. Uh, and you know, I think also is that uh, kind of depending on the group that's together working. Uh, like the group I was with my brother and stuff like that, he would run the Dungeons and Dragons and then he'd kind of look at me and goes, I'm tired. Can you pick something up? So then I'd pick up one of my games and we would play that. So basically everybody gets to change the, their genre, change, create new characters. They can handle them the same way they did their other character. They could change it and be something totally different. It's always that change of pace that kind of made it fresh mm-hmm. and made it more exciting for everybody to go with. Yeah, because uh, with I guess with me as well, uh, um, as as the dividing cockers, not case me Jeremiah <laughs> playing three games a week. A <laughs> resident yeah. is badass playing three games a week. Yeah, uh, like basically, I have to kind of change my personality. At the same time, I kind of see my own personality going into fruition with these characters. So here, here's the thing. Burgerai is supposed to be this serious noble samurai, but for some reason he became this nutcase of um of a bird that just says paw all the time and and calls at six a.m. He wasn't supposed he to be like that. He, has <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't supposed to be like that, and he just just because of um just because of like a, a certain band listen to <laughs> that I listened to uh it just turned to that you know yeah. and then and then with Leon Lee with Leon on the Harry Potter game he's so uh, my first initial thought of him he was supposed to be in a way kind of like uh kind of like uh what's what's his name Indiana Jones uh yeah, that was my that that was my inspiration for creating that character was Indiana Jones. But and then he just turned into something else because of what the dice tells me. And every time I roll, oh, this is what's going on and this is what's starting to to come into fruition as I played the game and as I and then he just became a fairy godfather. Yeah, I, he just, I really do love into, that. He's just into his fairies a little Aww. too much. <laughs> do we do we need to talk to someone? <laughs> um, with yeah, with yeah. with Rogdarv, he's to tell you. Uh, I tried. Uh, with with Jesus's uh, little role on, more like okay, my old character died, Carabao, and he's this rogue with his little rule of uh. Take a different class, a different uh, race. Yeah, you know, I, like, I like you know, for, for, let me... for campaign changes. Like, yeah, try something different. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, yeah. Ba- basically, Ragnar was my very first uh, melee character RPG D and D wise. Even in video games, I'm always that person that's in the back lines shooting. Yeah, 
either either it could be magic yeah either it could be magic or a bow and arrow or a gun a sniper rifle whatever i've always been that when i play a game um ttrpg or a video game that's that's me so i went yeah when i created ragnar i was more into let me get out of my comfort zone and play a melee yeah so i did i remember the struggle and, <laughs> And then, and then I did, I did play a, and I'm enjoying him a lot. Uh, I'm enjoying just going in there and just, yeah, like trying to hit shop? me. Try to hit me. Me and my small stature of a dwarf with a mechanical construct on my side. <laughs> Let's fight, bitch. <laughs> I'm kind of enjoying that. Uh, and then basically, Burger Eye happens because he's a melee, pure melee. Burger Eye is my first just martial calorie with no magic. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it because I don't have to do anything. It's like, oh, what do you want to do? Uh, go over here, attack, attack. <laughs> I cannot imagine the personality whiplash you go through playing three different characters a week. Yeah, uh, I, I'm waiting for the day that he cracks and he's like, uh, I mean, and then puts all three characters into one. Oh dear God. <laughs> That's gonna yeah, be no, um, Yeah, I, I remember when I first created West, he was supposed to be this kind of... Because I wanted to, to play into the whole... Um, the fact that he's actually not a stupid barbarian, so I was going to try to play him as, like, this mysterious kind of, like, broody lone wolf. And I tried for five seconds. And then he's like, I'm going to go over here and look at this funky little elf, and now we're best friends. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, West. So literally from, like, like literally day one, West just is doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, and I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> so... Oh, and I have a. Uh, I asked uh, one of the bros in the Alistair server if they wanted to share their uh, their uh, history uh, playing RPG games, and I just got a, a yeah. submission just now. If you want me to read it, uh, sure, yeah, please. Uh, All right, yeah, so that'd be lovely. From, uh, yes, this is from our friend uh, Cold Crusader. I call him Jason. So, as and I will be reading. Uh, do you, do you so, call him like, Jason that's his real name. His real name is Jason. His handle is Cold Crusader. Sometimes he's known as Professor Socks. Depends on the day. Um, <laughs> Forever he will be the professor to me, Professor Socks. So Professor Socks. Okay, so like way back when I was but a lad, pre-beard <laughs> Jason, as he says, I inadvertently gotten into this entire hobby, tabletop RPG, wargaming, board games, through my little sister. Due to circumstances, I was always dragged to go to my younger sister's dance class, so I had to either wait inside and stare at the wall out of sheer boredom and fall asleep in whatever chair I was in. And then eventually one day, a new store opens up next door. Like, literally next door. The area was like part strip mall, kind of like, with its location. So, like, you walk in, uh, and you see, uh, in order, Quiznos Chinese Restaurant Dance Studio, and then a newly opened tabletop game store. So the young lad I was... Uh, then walked in one day and met the owner and he showed me everything like any other and like any other nine-year-old dragons are cool yep (laughs) so i spent (laughs) as much time as i could there learning playing um uh, playing board games and now uh fast forward to 10 years after i graduate high school and my friend jordan introduces me to the good old dark heresy 
and I get actually into the tabletop, like I actually get into tabletop games, while at the same time my best friend Johnny gets me into tabletop wargaming. The game in question is called War Machine and Hordes, where I made oh. myself a reputation among... Yes, yes. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I when that hit the, the shelves. Amongst the group, amongst that group actually, I was the one who always gave you a fun game. And then fast forward a couple of years after that, I met all of y'all bros on Discord. And he's, he apologizes for it taking so long to get that story to me because he's currently in combat right now playing Pathfinder. So. Oh my god. <laughs> Please don't die for, for submitting I, he, showed me a, he showed Sounds me a like picture. An I see a, like, I see, okay, I'm, I'm looking at the picture he sent me. So there's a, there's a giant mantis on the board, a unicorn, and a hydra. So I'm interested to know where that's going. Oh my god. That is... Uh, know, right? For him to write while his interest is still in the game? Impressive. Yeah, he's, he's, I know, he's... He helped me actually uh, write the stats for uh, Birderized Sword. So he's like... He loves all the mechanics for uh, like for everything like tabletop game-wise. And uh, following along on his uh, Dark Heresy stream has been a trip and a half. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. He plays, he plays a uh, he plays a rogue who's essentially a time traveler, and his story is that he found out that he's actually a clone of a clone of the BBEG. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> As you can guess, Redden is handling it very well. Yeah. Which is not at all. <laughs> oh man. All right. Of all the oh, tragic backstories mm -hmm. for a rogue to have, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, uh... Because rogues tend to have tragic backstories, uh, yeah. another fond rogue that I had, another rogue, uh, when uh, uh, our DM at the time was like, yeah, you can uh, read, like, uh, any... As long as it's printed in a book, that's uh, mm -hmm. fine. Uh, we're not, like, specifically paying the Eberron campaign or Greyhawk or Forgotten Realms so like there's different interpretations of the same race I'm like okay cool so uh, I uh, I I found the Whisper Gnome which I believe is an Eberron Gnome which these gnomes are not happy go lucky magic users these are cold blooded assassins that uh, if depending on the DM you can interpret them having a racial plus eight bonus to stealth like this oh my god you like this gnome could literally have a 10 in dexterity and have a plus eight like already with nothing like a common gnome of this uh race and uh so i i became that and i was like but i don't like the the, the dark gritty gnome that they are so i made a uh I, I made two different versions with the Whisper Gnome. One was a character named Fast, who was a... Uh, essentially, he was a rave dancer in a uh, circus. And I intentionally, like, placed all these colorful uh, um, scarves and, like, uh, uh, pieces of clothing. So any time that I attacked, it's just a rainbow of colors would be blurring uh, who I was. And, uh, and But he... Uh, 
And then I had another rogue who was like the grim, dark, happy-go-lucky one, uh, but he was also a Whisper Gnome, and I think I took Shadow Blade, so like I can manipulate and mold into shadows, and like I did necrotic damage with my shadows. Um, So it's uh, I I both love and hate the idea of the grim, dark backstory rogue. So I made a really, really happy one, and then I made a really, 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 really messed up dark one <laughs> who secretly liked to torture people, but he played it off as happy when no one looked. Hey, he's, he's having fun. That's what matters, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah, as long, as long as you're not hurting anyone, I guess. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, um, going off of... Uh, story times here and etc uh getting into this hobby into uh storytelling essentially just just so getting together with a bunch of people and telling the story of a character you just made up um is there anything that you would like to tell new people going in getting into this community um just anything in general huh um trying to think what to say i mean other than um you know don't i would say don't let one group or another sway you on how you think it's supposed to be it basically if you're gonna play it play like ask yourself what you want out of a game and from there you know just have fun i would say yeah, I right. figure I mean, out what, what your level of fun is, and then find that group that helps you have that fun. So that way, you can really optimize your your tabletop experience and not have to deal with D and D horror stories. Yeah, more or less. and uh, I I branching off of that. Um, yeah, I I would definitely say that uh, not every table with every single one of your friends is always going to work out and i yeah. will have it's happened in many ways and i can go into stories in a minute but it's better because this is a game mm-hmm. that your friendship lasts longer than the game if you are constantly arguing in game maybe you shouldn't play the game together and that might save your relationship. Um, I, I've had a friend who was really not careful, and especially in dungeons. And in one dungeon, because of I, I think he was like a scout or something, and uh, he took mm-hmm. a feat to like double his movement or something. Um, like you could it, no, if it times five his speed. And uh, and uh, the the dude uh, because like you know we, we drew it on the on the the that one thing where like as soon as you see it you can't unsee it so like maps drawing them the uh, I switched to drawing each room at a time with seven hour games you can do that but uh, not yeah, yeah. not an R stream that's why I kind of have a little cover so you guys don't see everything but back in those days I just drew the entire thing on the board and he's like okay cool I'm gonna go in this path and like he ran quote-unquote the entire dungeon and i was like bro what like that's what i'm doing and i was like okay you set off this trap you set off this trap you set off this trap and like he's like yeah no i'm not playing this game anymore i quit and i was like what what's happening this isn't for me i'm gonna be an asshole and i'm not gonna take this seriously so i'm just i'll just leave and i was like that is the most mature thing you've ever said 
cool. Thank you for teaching me this lesson that like you can step away to preserve a friendship because he yeah. knew he was going to get mad. He knew I was getting mad because he was not taking the game quote unquote seriously. And um, like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And like, again, not every single group of friends is going to be the same way. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I have some friends who play D&D and probably play more than I have. And like, I can't play one of your tables is is from what I see on streams is too serious. I uh, I want to, and uh, I for some private games that I played, it's like I've had to be like, oh, we're here to drink beer, eat food, and then role play on the side. the The, the game isn't the most important thing. The, the, right now, we're just having fun, and and we're going yeah. to play with cosmic cubes that like change our race and sex, and that's the point of today's game. It's not to save the world from Tiamat. It's just, we have a puzzle. I don't know, I'll solve it. <laughs> Do you have the stats for, for, for the puzzle? I'll make them up. Oh okay. my god. Which, like, that's totally okay. That's fine. That's that's how the game is, that game is played. That's how that table is played. Um, and sometimes mismashing those two things doesn't, does, it doesn't work, which is okay so that that would be like my advice to to people coming in like sometimes the table's not the right table for you go yeah. go find a new table and it's you're not gonna hurt anyone's feelings trust me you're not and if you do hurt someone's feelings because you're in a new table and they don't respect your privacy and your decision and your personal choice then maybe that friendship wasn't that strong yeah i agree with that that's just me. Uh, I mean, that's fair. I mean, because like thinking of, thinking back on it, like especially with my first uh, experience DMing, um, like for a group, like for an actual group where we sat down to play more than one session, mm-hmm. I remember that we were we began to reach points where the players would be arguing with each other because there would there would always be that problem player that's like, well, I want to do it like this, and the other players are like, but you can't do it like that. He's like, well, I want to be an asshole right now. And so there would just be fights that would be breaking out, and I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> this that's, isn't that's, fun. Yeah, the yeah, I, I've I've had a uh, a a DM who just like did not like me, but was uh, in a relationship with the person who did like me in the group, and uh, they're just 100 percent after me and trying to kill me, and or intentionally writing situations where like I was not there. For like, when it's a seven-hour game and uh, I quote unquote am still asleep, or I'm in a different boat, or I'm in a different mission, like cool. Why am I here? <laughs> Find a new yeah, table. Yeah, that's that's not fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, uh, Jeremiah, Dicky, uh, what 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 do you ha- guys have? If you could, uh, if if someone came to you and was like, "I'm super into role playing games," what could I expect? What would you tell them? I would just tell them basically that you know, uh, that it's a game that you use your imagination, but you have to understand it's not it's not a TV show. It's not your TV show mm-hmm. where yeah. you're always successful in doing everything. Yeah. You know, you you might figure something out, but you never know how it's going to work out because you got to roll the dice, and we're all prisoners to the dice. So I, you know, I try to make sure first that you know, are you sure? 
you want to get into this because, you know, I hate for you to commit to something and then we accept you and then you turn around and say, well, no, nah, I don't think I am. So, um, yeah, I kind of, it's just kind of a little short self-interview with them, you might say. Oh, yeah. yeah. To, to see what's inside their head and see how serious they are. Yeah, but, that, you know, and then ask them for their experience. What games have you played? You know, what kind of characters have you had? And a lot of times, if they have never played the game before, probably the first three words out of their mouth is going to tell you right off the bat. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. So. Yeah. Fair more. Jeremiah, do you have uh, any words of uh, uh, advice to new uh Pearls of wisdom. Yeah, don't play multiple. Don't play multiple characters in a week. It, it, it <laughs> makes you crazy, man. It, <laughs> this is Jeremiah's cry for help. Multiple no, characters uh, will create multiple personalities. He's like, he's like Jesus has me in the basement right now. Please call for help. Bleed twice no, if, uh, you, if you're being abducted. Uh, I had something. Uh, no, uh, basically just just have fun with it. Like let the character. Um. Was this, let let the character that you're playing um, be be them. Like yeah. don't be like they'll be like, oh, I wanna I wanna create this character because he's gonna be the strongest thing. This is gonna make a lot of damage for this character. Like just let just let the world uh, let the world of the D and D revolve around you and just embrace it don't basically what the ttrpg people say don't matter the game yeah oh and yeah what's up dad uh one thing i made sure whenever uh i try to get these role-playing games started off at school you know i tried in other schools before i could successfully get it off the ground and the first thing i would lecture to the kids is you have to understand this is not you. This is your character. Yeah. You're playing somebody else. You're not playing yourself. Okay. You might do the thinking for him. You might have, you know, ambition for him, stuff like that. But it's not you. It's a character. And, you know, because whenever they start thinking of themselves, that's when the arguments start happening between them. Because now it's a personal thing instead of hey, let's just play a game and have yeah, some fun. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep uh, whatever happens at the table, it's, it's kept at the table. Don't don't bring that uh exactly that mess. Yeah. I I did have an encounter. With... Thank you. Woman, I'm sorry. I know I said please and thank you. Oh, yeah. I uh, I remember that one time I played a drow and um uh I I told uh, um uh the DM like well I'm gonna be a minute a minute i'm gonna be a very heavy thinky drab boy um and uh i i'm gonna be an evil character are you okay with that and they're like yeah sure by the end of the 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 very short games like four games in i uh because the another player played an elf who coincidentally hated drow uh so what does the first chance in session four that he could um we were playing a pathfinder game that he could uh try to kill me flat out he he was an alchemist and he threw all his bombs at me plus he like devised a trap everything and i was successful i'm like all right well i'm disappearing 
I was a uh, a high dex fighter with a bow. So I, I, I bounce and I disappeared and I stalked him for days and days and days. And then eventually I kill the elf. And then the other people are like, uh, well, you kill one of our party members. So um, I guess we'll have to kill you. I'm like, he tried to kill me. Like, if you strike at me, I will do the same to you guys. So I killed another party member. I, I uh, trapped and left the one to starve to death. Uh, and then one of the players was like, yeah, this isn't fun. I'm like, nope, you're, you're absolutely right. I completely went against the party. I was being a dick. Um, you are absolutely right because I want to save face and I want to be your friends. I My guy is gone. I'm backing out. Did the DM should have probably stepped in, in my opinion, looking back at it. But, you know, hindsight. Yeah, that's, uh, I feel like that's been a DM call. But at the same time, also... That, that's why I have like if you uh, in like my little like tid, uh, tidbit house rules like if you're if you're acting against a party that's when I pull your character out I'm like no uh, we are a team here doesn't mean that your character doesn't exist your person is still this drow who hunts elves now is a villain in the game that maybe will redeem themselves and maybe it will be an arc and you guys will become friends and then you can play him again but but not right now i'm not gonna let you unknowingly hurt your friend and like that group fell completely apart we never played again because i was that one jerk that did that at that one point in time and Mm -hmm. not that anyone like holds it against me we're all still friends and we meet up and we like hang out uh, before the Backstreet Boys reunion tour, but uh, we like we don't sit down and play D and D because of that one bad experience. Um, and we all like that's why that that phrase is said. Keep it at the table. I'm not attacking you. And like I never took what that dude did to me personally. And like oh you bombarded me because you hate me. No, that's your character. But. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There, there's a fine line between your character and you. Like, whatever exactly. your character is happening to your character, uh, you know, unless somebody's actually specifically trying to be an asshole at the table, but yeah. nine times out of ten, it's what's happening to your character and not happening to you. There's a clear separation. And so, I mean, sometimes people do forget that, like, because people mm-hmm. are all something different at the table. Yeah, you, uh, get, you and, get emotionally involved. Yeah. You, you love this person. Yeah. You, you spent thousands of hours pretending to be them and and interacting, right. you you feel that well, when you get hurt, you mm-hmm. feel it. But yeah. you got to understand yeah. too that you know role playing games and D anD D is not for everyone. Mm, yeah. Some people are just yeah, not going to get it, yeah. and because they don't get it, they get frustrated. And when they get frustrated, they kind of lash out or play under their own rules. Yeah. And instead of just being mature about it and just stepping back, saying, "Hey, you know, I'll, I'll finish the session, then I'm I'm gone. I can't do this anymore." Yep. You know, I'd rather you tell me that. But for people during the game that thinking they want to play it and then halfway through it, thinking like, well, you know what? Maybe not. I, I'm uh, like, eh. that, that's actually a really good point. That uh, if I could tell people that are getting into it, a second thing is it is okay and a hundred, a hundred times better to just say, I'm not playing this game anymore. It's not for me. Than yeah. to. Yeah not say anything and then you don't show up or you text three hours after the game has started I'm like i'm not gonna i'm gonna miss today and which like i understand things happen flat tired you yeah. get sick whatever that totally okay but like 
I, I because I've DM for such a long time, I, I I have run the string of every single person that's that uh of every possible lie, and I can almost start sniffing it like, oh, they're not gonna show up anymore. When it's like, oh, yeah. uh, I uh, I it's, and then when you talk to them, like, are you so interested in the game? No, I'm one hundred percent interested in the game. Cool. Are you gonna play next week? No, I I can't. I have blah blah blah. Or here's the other excuse. Or no, I'll show up. Day of game. Are you gonna show up? No. Like, I uh, uh yeah. It's it it, it it's way it's kinder to be honest to the dungeon master or the game master mm-hmm. to let them know that you're not going to be part of the game. Yeah, and uh, th- like, that's why uh, I, everything. Oh, one more time. No, say, for some people being honest is hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that too. It, um, which I, I, I get. It, it's there. There is, in my opinion, this this uh, stigma in uh, in our culture that, um, like, uh, as an example, uh, uh, hey, are you coming to the party? If you say no, <laughs> it's because you hate them or you're sick. Or there's a secret alt motive, like no, I just don't want to go. Well, well, like why don't you want to go? Because I don't, I don't want to. I, I'm like, uh, like I don't have to give you an excuse if I just don't want to do something. Or I don't feel that I want to go to a party right. or something. I don't have to go. And I think that that uh, try not to offend somebody because taking it personally uh, uh, boils into that somehow in, in our like common day uh um way of interacting with people but it's it's way better if you just tell me i'm not gonna show up i i i I think that's gonna help every dungeon master game master out there when someone tells them i'm not showing up it's it's just Mm -hmm. it's so much better and and it's and it could be one of those things where like i have a new job and i can't i don't know when i'll be able to play again cool now that we talked about it, opening that communication, you're a temporary character. You'll be here in and out. I'll and like at common tables, it's really easy because I I've done it before where it's like, uh, so and so isn't here. Oh, what happened? Yep. We'll just uh, we'll pretend that he's just not here, and then when they come back next week, oh yeah, yeah, the your half work was totally fired of the fight. He knows exactly what happened. That's so simple. Um, yeah. like our show's a little bit different because you know continuity because and yada, con- yada, yada. exactly yeah um, but at a private table it's just sometimes a lot easier just to be like alright your elf is plucked out of the game until your schedule is free and then whenever you can come back and commit to whatever the agreement is uh, we'll put them back um, or they're yeah. totally okay with just someone playing their character if they have to leave early because of class or whatever I don't know I wish we we've I've been in that place where like it's cool and like oh this bro has if the game runs past 4 p.m. he needs to go to school so or to to his class sorry and uh and we just pass the character around it just but, reminds uh, me of like the mm-hmm. that reminds me of the gamers where it's like you know the one guy that was like his character Mark, was always there yeah. and he was just standing and staring at nothing until he like shows up like for five minutes clears the room and then it's just back to just being idle dude don't forget his catchphrase oh yeah blood and vengeance <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh the gamers was is is now was is was such good. a great movie um i 
love the gamers please go watch it if uh the dead <laughs> gentleman's uh production the movie's free it's it's out there they're they put yep. it on youtube they're like yeah everybody should watch it if you like it enough and want to buy a copy here's our link we don't care um they're enjoy a movie bros. for yeah. the sake of enjoying a movie yeah i uh <laughs> The, I have seen other people re-upload their movie onto their YouTube channels and try to monetize them, and the because you know they're they're a production company. They're like, hey, uh, just give us credit. Just send them to like the website or tell the, tell them who wrote the movie or uh, who produced the movie. That's all. That's all we ask. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's kind of you. Awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the next. Uh, questions which i believe our answers like yeah no um like oh uh, especially seeing onto like uh the gamers and 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 mazes and mm -hmm. monsters and, and previous conversations we had about like uh, old stigmas um are you guys surprised of the plethora of individuals that play the dungeons and dragons or role-playing games in general i keep going to Dungeons and dragons because it's like the one that i play the most but it, just in yeah, general yeah. rpgs um because uh, like uh in when one of my friends Devin came back from the marine corps like there was a platoon of people that played games um there uh there is a jock team that's like the smallest person in that group weighs like 250 pounds like they're all huge dudes that just played D D. the um uh there's several drag queens that the whole group is just this made up of drag queens and they go and tour and and, and do D and D, uh, celeb D and D. Like it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I guess like when did you get into D and D? Did you like have a mindset of what D and D was? Because like when I first got into D and D, again because uh, when I moved cities from Houston back here to the Woodlands, all all every single person was a metalhead. So I thought, oh, power metal. Uh, Luca Torelli and uh, Demons and Wizards and uh, Camelot and and uh, Rhapsody of Fire. Oh, okay, they all like power metal. They like dragons. They they read books. Dragon Force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dra don't don't talk to me yeah. about Dragon okay. Force. Okay? okay, we don't talk about that band. We right? don't talk about Dragon Force. Okay, we don't talk about them. Okay, all right. <laughs> Okay. Get that, get that shit out of here. Get that out of here. Now, Blind Guardian or... <laughs> or Dragon Force. What? Or Dragon Force. <laughs> I, will, I will take your drumsticks away from you. You do not say those words to me. Um, hey, Jeremiah, what's your favorite Dragon Force song? I will hurt all of you. <laughs> the only the Dragon power. Force song I know through the fireplace. <laughs> yes, that's fair. <laughs> you mean the song that was intentionally sped up because the performers could not play their own music? What? Uh, so, what? um, what? the uh, what? I don't say anything. Uh, so like when I, when I got time. into D and D, uh, I, uh, I was like, oh, it's only this. And then like I started going to conventions and started like getting, hanging out with cosplay people and was like oh it's, so it's like a really nerdy thing. I got into like a, a big eye, small mouth, and uh, into uh, anima and, and like uh, a GURPS and and the Fudge system and uh, other d games here and there in Warhammer. And it was like you know uh, you you uh, you are socially uh, like 
I, I tended to be the charismatic one in the group, which I don't think I am at all. I just, I just don't know when to shut up. Uh, and it was, there was a, 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 a pick of like a, a, a how the people will get it. There is, the, I mean, there's that stereotype of uh, the clerics always one of the dude's girlfriends because they needed a cleric. And she's like, I guess I'm here. Um, which was like, uh, one of my first relationships that kind of what it was and she's like no 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 after a couple games i'm a sorcerer let me change these stats i'm like oh cool uh, you actually like the game um so uh when you guys started was there like that stigma of like oh only nerdy kids get to play like or i think dickies was probably different because you said it was a whole bunch of athletes that uh that got you into the game well, actually, they weren't athletes. They were non-athletes. Uh, oh. Dad was on the were, opposite end of the spectrum. Ah. They were yeah. basically, the they're, team. you know, putting it bluntly, they're a bunch of stoners more than anything. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no, I mean, you know, you asked the question, am I surprised now the way things going or finding out people who are getting involved in it and stuff like that? Back when I did it, it was still kind of, you know, you don't exactly brag about that you're playing it. You just kind of keep it low key and under the table. And I think with social media and the explosion that it's had, now people are saying, "Hey, it's okay to come out of the closet and say, hey, yeah, I'm a D and D or yeah, I'm an RPG or stuff like that." Yeah. So it, you know, it there's a great thing. I sent it to you guys by fandom that reporter that was kind of doing. She didn't know anything about D and D. She's trying to find out about it. And interviewed all these people and, and really had a great story in the back line. They also talked about mazes and monsters and, and the sat satanic panic and stuff like that. And it was very informative. It said basically right around early 2000s, that's when it just started to pick up speed and just mm -hmm. wouldn't stop. And then when social media jumped in, it, it, it was a train that you couldn't stop. It was unstoppable then. Yeah, so yeah. It, it was like a tsunami of gaming that everybody thought, you know, uh, and, and the funny thing is, everybody was kind of a had a curio a D and D curiosity about it, and I think once it got out to where it was acceptable in society, then they all said, well, you know, hey, I really want to try this. Hey, I want to go after this, you know, and and I think also helps is that a lot of actors and celebrities that are coming out saying they play it, they people think, well, this is just the coolest thing in the world ever, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, because uh, uh, it's there is uh, I, yeah I I, I never thought about that but yeah with the explosion of social media like mm -hmm. all you need to play any role playing game is communication in any way shape or form yeah I was actually uh, I, I didn't know that uh, um there was like typing communication like like RPGs where like you would send in your paragraph into some forum discord or whatever uh and yep. like you you guys would tell the story that way and with you know facebook and 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 uh skype and and all these things where you can communicate with people you can just play all these games throughout the world and explore your imagination and help that grow yeah that's uh yeah that's essentially where i got my start with like role playing as as a whole mm -hmm. and basically through that experience and then getting reintroduced into D and D and actually playing it like with a really awesome group of people, I was able to sit down and actually make in a, in a sense, a forum for people to come in and just idly role play their characters, which is the thing we have on the, on yeah. the discord right now. 
Uh, yeah. And, and I, think I she like, had, actively she... sat there and, like, just, like, built a tavern from the ground up for everybody to be like, hey, you can bring your D&D character in here, you can roll some dice, you can hang out and just do whatever. And I think she so, hit the nail on the head that yeah. basically the success of a game has to depend on the people that are around you. If you got people that nurture it, people that are positive about it, people are interested in it, then it can grow on somebody to get into the game. Yeah. If you got somebody that's negative, that doesn't know what they're doing, that acts like they know what they're doing and, and won't listen to reason or stuff like that, that could really turn a lot of people off. And they say, well, you know, hey, I tried it. No, thanks. I don't want to do this because this is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you uh I've I've I, I think like with nowadays we're kinda of limited because, you know, of the tour. Uh but mm-hmm. it, it uh if something like in person doesn't flow right, um, or like specifically your group of friends, um, and you're really into it, you can always hit up forums or always go like on roll twenty. There's all there's they're specific, like, oh, I'm looking for a group, and just play that way. Um, uh, I know that if I were to only judge the indie based on the experiences I've had at store games, where it's just, uh, we have a sign-up sheet, you play with whoever, I, th- almost all my bad stories are from playing the indie at stores. Um, it, and it, I 100% believe it's a complete coincidence, but it... it um, with the technology of social media and how everything spreads so easily, it's it's so easy to find a group, to find a table that that fits you. Um, and uh, if, if you love the game but not the interaction of the people, I would highly suggest going other forms and and just trying out new things. Because um, there is something and uh, so. And I think a lot of you would agree with this, is that the game will bring a shy person out of their shell. Yeah. It will cause a person to grow inside to where they would have more confidence in themselves and therefore have more confidence being around the people that they're with. Yeah, I agree. There is is something magical about uh, the RPGs that, uh, um, that lets you explore something. Let's you uh, finally like uh, give you the courage of being like I'm not comfortable in my own skin. Playing these characters helps me become comfortable in my skin enough that will push me into saying no. This is who I am. I'm not hiding behind the shell of what society wants me to be. Um, it, it it boosts your confidence. You killing that goblin makes you feel like oh my god I did that gives you that boost to to be stand up to the bully or or uh, finally give that speech and communication 101 that you have to take for your career um or just be say hey mom and dad i'm this uh it's it's i think it's a very powerful uh uh tool and i know that uh that uh there's uh for like kids with like severe autism or or even things such as like dyslexia, they have found that uh, theater of the mind, talking, communication, problem solving, uh, group work, um, all these tools are excellent to to help people get out of a funk or, or be happy with who they are. 
Um, and I, I, I wouldn't say the word addicting, but I think that's the powerful thing about RPGs that, that brings so many people together. It's because it, 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 it is not you, but it is you. When we tell these stories, it's, mm-hmm. I climbed that mountain. Remember when we defeated the vampire? It's it, you don't get that with video games uh, or music or, or a movie. When you watch a movie, Frodo delivered the ring. When you play a video game, Link defeated Ganondorf. Mario saved the princess. It's not you. And some games that are very powerful, like the third-person perspective of like oh Legend of Zelda or or uh, or games that like uh, Left 4 Dead that you, it's only your hands those put you in there and they're they're certainly they they have an appeal to it but it's the linear story of uh, I didn't choose to to fight this monster I wanted to talk to that guy I thought he was kind of cool I don't like that the game made me do that with with RPGs you do have that choice. You, you you do have the choice of saying it might not go the way you planned but you have the choice of I wanted to talk to somebody maybe help us that that one person say I don't have to solve things with my fists I can discuss it if I'm angry um, seeing that uh, like I going back to one of our games when uh, uh, when uh, not Xavier. When yeah, when uh, uh, when our our boy was slapped by uh, his grandma, and Grayson's like, "That is my son. Don't you ever touch him." Like, that's a very real moment. Oh, yeah. That that is amazing, and like maybe that gives that person the strength to be like, you know, kind of exaggerating the situation a bit, but like maybe gives people like the strength that they need, like because that's something that happens in their life. Um, that like, yeah. don't harm the person i love maybe um uh i i know that uh that dealing with like uh, i've done this in the past with uh because i've dealt with suicide a lot um and i've had characters that i literally like all i want them to do is just die and like living through that in some odd way helped me be like oh okay i'm i'm this is a real thing. I can talk about this. Because even to this day, you said to somebody like, oh, you're obviously incredibly depressed and you hated life. I'm like, no, it's just there's there's a weird fucking thing in my head that's like, maybe you should just do it because you suck. And it's like, that's not, that's a completely different topic. But these games can help with a lot of stuff. And I, I it's a very powerful tool. It's amazing, and I'm so glad that it's it's not therapy. <laughs> it's it's not, but it's it, certainly cheaper it, than it. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it it's it's great. And uh, um, uh, there, what what's oh, I'm trying to remember that meme that uh, uh essentially it, it boils down to like every DM will eventually become the counselor of the group. You're just gonna hear yeah. everyone's problem. Like it's it's a uh, uh, warning for you, dungeon masters. That might be a thing for you. Uh, but yeah, uh, branching off, moving away from that, moving away from that topic. Uh, well, one one yes. one thing I want to add that you were trying to talking about how you know separating us from the characters and stuff like that. I think we really have the best of two worlds in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, case in point, like uh, our character, we can make the decisions for the character, and but we have to roll the dice. Yeah. 
and yet our decision is based on that dice. So we got to have to rely a little bit on luck in order for us to do something. But on the other hand, coming up with something creative, case in point, Orc Death and the Hill Giant. You know, I didn't have to do, I I got lucky on a couple of rolls, but the plan worked out perfectly. And it feels good to me that I was able to think something through Mm -hmm. and able to be successful at it. Yeah. And I think people start realizing that, you know, once they can have an idea and execute the idea with some luck of some roles and stuff like that, that's a rush. Yeah, that's a big rush for coming in in the game that you can do something like that. Yeah, to feel to feel successful for 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 essentially doing something that you feel that you put a lot of uh, a lot of thought into. That that's always a good exactly. feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There was a um... like I I thought that West's genius response to a water elemental was to get a shit ton of flour was a good idea. It. It's not that it wasn't a bad idea. It's just that it was a huge sized creature. No, no, I know. I felt really proud of that, honestly. <laughs> you guys did your absolute best. I will give you that. That um, was a scary experience. Yeah, it, 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 it kind of flooded the, the, the sewers and, you know, caused the entire city to flood, but whatever. That's different. But Yeah. <laughs> No, um, uh, the Joe um, Maganello, uh, I know he uh, started doing uh, D&D for, um, like, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundations and, like, started, mm-hmm. like, DMing uh, kids yep. who... Uh, in Pittsburgh, in Pittsburgh, uh, mm-hmm. in a children's hospital in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and uh, uh, he he learned, and they were like, like, oh, like, cool, thank you for doing this. But he like a message I was like amazing that uh, he came out out of this. It was uh, um, saying that these kids are told no a lot uh, because of their situation. And when you give them, like you were saying, Dickie, when you give them an outlet and you said your creativity, yes. Yes to your creativity, your plan. Maybe the dice didn't agree or did agree, but... You had a plan. You executed it. You thought about this. You problem solved, and yes, and that and is in, a very powerful thing. And in that situation, your creativity nullified your handicap, nullified mm-hmm. your illness, nullified yeah. your disease, yeah. because for that one instant, you were just like anybody else. <laughs> yeah, it it it's it's a very good. Yeah. I uh, I cannot be happier with with how this game affects people. It uh, it there's a lot of positivity behind it. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, question. Yes. Uh, I, I'm sure you can all guess what mine is, but uh, role playing in general, what is it? What is your favorite system that you've uh, you guys have uh, not that you so many years of playing what what would you uh say your favorite system of playing is what do you mean like uh what type of game like a uh like a uh star wars saga or or uh um or D or pathfinder or um uh well i'll be honest so. with you the only game i've ever played was dungeons and dragons as a player now i have game mastered numerous games 
like Gamma World, Villains Vigilantes, Top Secret, Boot Hill, Star Frontiers. I'm really excited uh, for that Boot Hill game whenever it happens. Just letting yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently playing in the game of guys running in Australia where we're a cavalry in a town full of zombies, which oh is interesting. God, that's that's awesome. awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just a, it's a little off, a little interesting, but, you know, it, it worked out. But, yeah. uh, you know, I like all systems that are different because, you know, like the uh, surprise game that we are been talking about and planning in the future is completely different yes, as far is. as rules, as far as roles and things like that. And, uh, I mean, I'm watching videos on YouTube, catching up. I'm cramming. It's like studying for college. Yeah, yeah. Learning it feels like that this. sometimes. I've even, and I've been in contact with the, the game creator and stuff like that and, and other people that, you know, help me out whenever I have a question. So I think, you know, when you have variety, it creates uh, inspiration that, you know, you can do things differently. Yeah. So. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um. So other than Dungeons Dragons being absolutely perfect, then there's nothing wrong with it. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. There's a, there's a, um, I, uh, no, there, there's, D&D has a lot of limitations, but uh, that's why individual tables exist, and that's why the first page of the book's like, house rules. Do it. If you don't like it, change the rule. Um, yeah. uh, rules are just suggestions sometimes. Uh, one more time? I said sometimes rules are just suggestions. Yeah, they're just suggestions. Yeah, yeah. As they said in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, they're more like guidelines. Yes, guidelines. (laughs) Guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Completely. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a good move. Would you like a a follow up on this Hydra fight? Yeah. What's up? What's happening with the fight? Uh, Okay, so it it only lasted four rounds. Okay. Because both. Uh, Jason, uh, who is the paladin in the group, and they have a barbarian. They both uh, Pathfinder oh. has this feat called Titan Wrestler. Uh huh. So it allows them to grapple large creatures. So again, it only lasted four rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah, Monkey Grip was one. An improved Monkey Grip are the silliest feats ever. You are yeah. literally an anime character if you can carry a sword three times your size. It's that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, the last question that I have, I guess, uh, which I'm pretty sure we've already answered, but um, it, essentially it's a, uh, why do you think people should play RPG games? Which confidence, um, giving them that exploration, that creativity, uh, letting them be who they want to be. Um, assisting people on just being comfortable in their own skin like just just spreading love positivity like those are uh trying new things being the hero of your own story um i don't i imagination there's just the list goes on in my head but uh what about you guys uh and i think dicky kind of uh triggered a crap ton of ideas but uh but uh what about you two uh uh, what are your thoughts on 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 that subject? Should people play D and D? Why should they play D and D? Why should they play RPGs? Why should they play Besom? Why should they play Gamma World? Uh, I think. Go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, basically, I think it's it was already said. It's 
it's a good outlet for the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like an sometimes, yeah, an escape. It's an escape. It's basically, yeah. I guess that's what I was looking for because English. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, English curse. Uh, uh, it's a good escape to the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, may- maybe you're just stressed out from work. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that going on at work. There's a lot of stuff going on in your personal. Maybe you're ju- you just don't want to deal with it at the moment. And there's a game, and there's a game that's gonna happen that same day. It was like you know what? Let me turn off my life for a little bit, put it on standby, and let's go play D and D. It's it's a good it's a good buffer. Mm-hmm. So that you're not killing yourself with stress, basically. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, think I would change one thing that you said, Jesus, that you said, mm-hmm. you know, why should people play? I would change that to why should people try? They should mm-hmm. try it. At yeah. least try it to see if there's going to be an interest to play it. Okay. Because not everybody, you, you can't force everybody to the table. But I sure. think you can entice the curiosity of them to step up and give it a shot. Yeah. You know, I, at work, I... I I played role-playing game. I played the, the villains and vigilantes at work, and it worked pretty good for a while. But we had so many turnover people, it was hard to keep. And our assistant manager, she was really getting into it. She's like 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, she, she follows us on on, uh, on Friday Night Sacred World, stuff like that. And uh, she said, the only thing I didn't like about the game, it was too slow. It just didn't move fast enough. And I said, you you need to be at the table then. <laughs> you need to go play with us. Mm-hmm. So, uh but you know, it, it's basically people have to try it to like it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, um, uh, I this is that part of the night where I'm like I'm running out of uh, of things. It's getting that to that words. point. Uh, the words are uh, we've said, we've done what we came here to do and say. Um, we, saw the, we saw and we conquered. Yeah, we, we came conquered. Yes, we divided. <laughs> divided and we conquered it. Oh my God. I'm just going to ask Divine uh, herself to come here. No, no, I, I would not want that. She would chaotically destroy the world. Don't Divine does not need more platforms for her to speak. Oh my she God. Is, she is the sassiest drag queen <laughs> that I've ever seen. Um, uh, but with that, um, uh, uh, if there's no last minute thoughts, pausing for a second to give people time to say words, Mm. if not, um, I would like to thank every single one of you guys that are here listening to us chit chat about, um, the games that we like playing that we will continue playing. Um, yeah, thank you to everyone uh, that is listening and thank you to everybody that will listen. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope we enticed some people. Oh yeah, um, if uh, if at least one person listens to this podcast and like, I will try uh, those games. I'll I'll try one of those. Things. Or at least follow us on Twitch. <laughs> that, yeah. that way you uh, that, can that learn. Would be the greatest thing. Follow us on Twitch, <laughs> and then you get to see uh, um, the closest thing to uh, uh, to what a, the game would be because you can't busy there in person. So it's the next best thing. Um, enjoy our story as it progresses. It's a uh, it's. I guarantee you, it's going to be more plot twists and turns than Game of Thrones, uh, because 
We'll certainly handle it a little better. <laughs> More plotless than M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> um, but all right, guys. Thank you so much for, for watching. Um, but we'll still have links to uh, to support the Black Lives Matter uh, situation. Um, mm-hmm. We will still have links to our friends to support local art. Um, and uh, uh, something that I learned uh, at our merch store, we do have their non-medical. That's a very important thing to, to state. Yep, we do, but have, we we do, do have. have face masks. Um, if whatever reason you want that... Uh, that uh, DNC logo on your face as you're going hey, in for uh, for really oh, oh yeah, the Sea Devils one looks so amazing. Um, <laughs> or, or maybe you just want to hideous laughter somebody and call them chicken wing. Chicken wing. That's in your mouth. <laughs> that's incredibly. Oh my god, that's great. I love that idea. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, the merch info is down below. Uh. The yeah. links to the um. NAACP Legal Defense Fund for the Black Girls Code and for Campaign Zero to uh, end the systematic violence that's happening right now and uh, racial profiling that's happening. Um, yeah, uh, so uh, still fighting the good cause, still be safe. Uh, yes. Because, God, words, that's for a different thing, not right now. Um, all right, we'll edit this video, put it on YouTube uh, in a week or so. Um, oh, and uh, this is this is an important thing uh, uh, for the uh, podcast that would be held on uh, August third. We're going to have the uh, promotion for the Alistair one shot, so we will not have a podcast that day, but yeah. we'll continue on regularly. So it'll be Horde of Dragon Queen game, uh, Alistair one shot game, and then uh, uh, Horde of Dragon Queen, and then podcast. So uh, we'll yep. just substitute that one podcast for the Alistair one shot because it comes out that day but uh, other than that everything else is good so all right thank you guys adios please be safe please take care all right peace out